This week's episode is brought to you by Fairy Godmother Travel, the official travel agency of Communicore Weekly. Email them today at communicoreweekly at fairygodmothertravel.com and they'll help you with all your Disney-related travel needs. Hello and welcome to Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show and home of the world's first pair of independently born identical twins. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. How are you doing this week, George? Oh, me. Okay. I was waiting to see if it was me or if you were just doing the let's talk to the audience. Let's talk to the audience thing where they don't respond. (laughs) Where they don't respond. We sit here like idiots and we, wait we mock and their response not mock oh, i mean we no, do no, we do no, fake no. responses like yes we do fake response. responses we do fake responses yes yes that's about it uh, enjoying this warm weather after a few days of really intense rain it's what's nice warm to, for you right now uh like 72 okay that's cold that's, here yes yeah, it's way too hot for me though that's practically winter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I saw a photo of somebody's significant other on Facebook with, like, blankets everywhere. Oh, you mean when she was wearing the burqa? Is that what it was? No, it was a scarf. I thought it was. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought yes. she was going to freeze. Yes. We don't want to say her real name, so we shall call her. I was going to say, no, um, wow. No, every word just was, um. <sighs> We're going with this, George. We'll call her Slarda Bartafast, and that's okay. That's fine, because I um, don't even know how to repeat that. <laughs> Okay, well, that wasn't quite a Star Wars name. That was another science fiction name, but I guess that sort of leads us into this week's trip report. Sure, let's start with that. Now, George, if I was to ask you, how much Star Wars oh. is too much Star Wars, what would you say? Uh, and I, I can't answer that question. Being a fan since I was six years old and loving the Star Wars saga ever since then, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe Steve's sand sweet level. Okay. Too much. Fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe. Because I saw him tear up when BB-8 came on stage. Okay, well, I'm not going to lie, I kind of teared up a little bit, too. And that I was, was like, you baby. That was kind of incredible. But I was more angry because he was there and I wasn't. Yeah, nah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Anyway, anyway. Speaking of too much Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> I just attended Star Wars Celebration 2015 here in lovely Anaheim, California, and it was a Star Wars overload. Um, now, we've talked about this before, how I'm not the biggest fan of the Star Wars films. Yeah, I mean, you're a couple inches shorter than me, so... That's true. That uh, alone says you can't be the biggest fan. I'm a media, medium-sized fan. Outweigh you by probably 100 pounds. That's a fair point also. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> anyway. um, but I love all the extra universe stuff, even though it's not canon anymore, and the video games, and I think Empire Strikes Back is great. But mm-hmm. I had to go to Star Wars Celebration because, um, I mean, obviously it was happening here, so I had to go. But I was super surprise oh, maybe surprise isn't, isn't the correct word but i had a great time i mean i had more fun at star wars celebration than i did at WonderCon a couple of weeks ago to be okay. quite honest with you okay. um i didn't get to attend all four days because i had to work 
Thursday and Friday. So I did went Friday evening, all day Saturday, and all day Sunday. And it was a Star Wars overload, and it was probably one of the most fun things I've ever seen. Now, uh, in wait a minute, I could have written you a get-out-of-work letter. You know that. You could have, but I don't know if it would have worked the way we Dear wanted Mr. to. Dear Mr. Dodge, my name is George, and I'm a Star Wars. I'm a poor Star Wars fan that can't make it across the country. And I need my best friend, Jeff, to go and experience it for me. Dear George, this is That's- Mr. Dodge. <laughs> Jeff is fired. <laughs> That's how that okay. would have went. All right, so we won't, we won't go that way then. Anyway. Anyway, so obviously the biggest thing that came out of the weekend was the Force Awakens panel and the new trailer. Oh, and I watched yeah. it at work. And I'm not going to lie, I got totally misty-eyed. My eyes were sweaty with respect because I was amazed. Yeah, the trailer was awesome, and it just made... I I have no fears now. No, it looks incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I guess to backtrack a little bit, Wednesday when I went to go pick up my pass for it, Wednesday evening, I was walking into the convention center, and I accidentally bumped into a little somebody that you may know by the name of Luke Skywalker? Wow. So that was a cool way to start the Star Wars weekend. Very nice gentleman. Uh, talked to him for like five minutes or so as he was doing things. But that was cool of him to like to stop and actually talk to one single nerd in the vast sea of nerds that was going to be there the entire weekend. <laughs> I've heard that he's an incredibly uh, very nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, very humble, super nice guy. Um, but the weekend itself was great. Um, I, t- I did a lot of interviews um, that will be point fives later on the road, uh, especially uh-huh. with the cast of Star Wars Rebels, um, like Freddie Prince Jr. and stuff like that. So it, w- mm-hmm. it was cool to talk to them and also to see where season two was going to take because I, I'm really enjoying the Rebels TV show. I think it's one yeah. of the, the better things they've done. And it, uh, you know it's great to watch with your kids too. So mm-hmm. it's, it's cool to see where that's going. Um, I was super impressed you know the other second big trailer of the weekend was a trailer for the new battlefront game (laughs) oh wow and they had a battlefront exhibit where it was like extra gameplay you had to wait and the line was i mean super long they they capped it early every day because people weren't going to get in anymore but you went into this room that was the hoth uh war room from empire yeah and you would watch like the new footage on this gigantic screen in front it was incredible it was so cool and i can't wait for this game to come out um what else was there there was a lot of um fan made stuff like that was decorated throughout the convention like they had a giant atat that a fan made and it was there just for photographs and everything it was just really really impressive and cool there was a droid room upstairs where you know the people who made droids two of which were two people who were hired by um disney to make droids for the new movie um, wow. But it was cool to see all these different R2 units that people had made, and like a lot of them were radio remote controlled, so they were interacting with guests and stuff. Um, it, there were a lot of awesome cosplays over the weekend, including my own, where I went as uh, yes. Django Presley on Sunday. I was disappointed not to see any video of that yet. Uh, there is no video. There's a bunch of pictures. Oh, okay. okay um, so. so it was it was pretty it was pretty neat to see all that stuff. I hung out with our, our friends Benjamin and Mason. Um, mm-hmm. We we planned on recording a trip report with them, but we just didn't have the time. So you will hear at eventual point five with me and Benjamin <laughs> and Mason talking about Star Wars Celebration. I, I heard their co- oh I saw their costumes were pretty amazing. Yes, as George Lucas and J.J. Yes. Abrams, they were yes. incredible, and it was hilarious. That's awesome. But, I mean, it was a lot of fun. The entire weekend was great. Um, the next one was already announced, for, I think it was for, like, London or something. 
um, wow. for 2016. But I mean, I really had a lot of fun. It was one of the better conventions I, I've been to. A lot of cool photo ops that they had for free. Uh, the fans were just super nice. I, I enjoyed everything. It was yeah. it was great. Now I've seen um, other people's photos and descriptions of other celebrations, and it seemed like there was a lot more. There were a lot more rooms devoted to a specific thing, like the like the Poth uh, inspired Battlefront room. Did you get a feeling that maybe because like Disney now owns this and they're pushing it, they've really stepped up some of what Celebration is going to be now? Or you just think because of the hype of the movie? It's I think bigger. it was mostly because of the hype of the movie. I mean, because all those things were separate little pieces that made it made up this big thing. Okay. Um, but I mean, I, I think it was just, you know, I don't think Disney had anything to do with it. I think just because Star Wars on its own, it has its own rabid fan base that, you know, it, it had these highly themed roomed environments for people to see. Um, like the Force Awakens exhibit where they had costumes from the upcoming oh, yeah. movie and stuff. Like, Unbelievable. After seeing the trailer and then seeing some of those costumes up close and personal, especially BB-8, I mean, mm. it was unbelievable. And then you get, you know, get a little more insight into the movie a little bit, like the, you know, oh, why is there something called a flame trooper? Why is there a snow trooper? Like that kind of stuff. So it was, it was cool to see that stuff up close and personal and kind of gain a little more insight as to what the plot of the movie may be. Um, but I have no doubt that this movie is going to be incredible now. And yeah. the next time there is a Star Wars celebration somewhere in California, I will definitely be attending again because it was so much fun. You should come with me. Yeah, I'll have to. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't say there was a lot of jealousy running around here, but man, the pictures look great. They look like it was so much fun. And uh, some of the creativity, some of the mixes in the cosplay costumes were incredible. Yeah, they were I saw. Some- Pretty pretty hilarious uh, mixes. Um, there was oh. one woman who was dressed up as Boba Fett, but she also had like a haunted mansion theme to her. So, like, there was the mansion wallpaper on her helmet, and then her backpack had a ghost Yoda in it, like she just sucked it in like a Ghostbuster. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw you had it on the video you had done. It was so clever. Like these fans oh. are super innovative and and funny, and it's just really cool to see all these people together in in one place. So. I mean, if you're if you're near a Star Wars celebration, I highly recommend going to it, um, w- without a doubt. It was probably one of the most fun weekends I've ever had in my entire life. Wow, that sounds good. Well, uh, you know, if if anybody talking to the cadets now, I'm gonna say, Jeff, tell us, call the Communicore Weekly Hotline and tell us more about your trip. Sure, I I can do that. <laughs> but no, if any of the cadets got to make it to the uh, Star Wars celebration in Anaheim, let us know. Give us a call. We want to hear what you think or what you thought about it. Call us at 424-785-4628. That's 424-785-GOAT. He's a nerd, he's a geek, but we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his speech. It's George's Book of the Week. This week's book is Time Bound by Risa Walker and was released January 1st, 2014. And uh, this was a book that I was really looking forward to when I first ran across it on a post on boingboing.com. It was described as a book that dealt with the 1893 Chicago's, Chicago World's Fair and time travel. And as I like to joke, hey, somebody got time travel in my World's Fair. That's a convert, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a failed joke again. So uh, skipping ahead, it's obviously something that I've got an interest in. And based on the feedback from last uh, last season's episodes on Community Grow Weekly about the World's Fairs, I think it's something that the cadets would be interested in hearing about, even though there's not really 
a Disney tie, except Walt Disney's father did work at the 1893 Chicago World's Fair. So there is a connection, as tenuous as it may be. Okay, so I reached out to the author, Teresa, and she sent review copies over. And, you know, as, as I was reading the book and thinking about the story, I sort of realized it's a pretty involved tale. And it, it did present some fairly interesting characters, which was good as we got along into it. But it did take a long time for the book to get going. Not that I didn't enjoy reading it, but it seemed to have a lot of exposition. And it took a lot of time to get the story moving and to really learn about the characters. Now, she did develop it where you do care about the characters. I mean, that was really a strength of the book. Um, you know, and I'm not even sure if shortening the story would have been better, but it just took so long to get to the good stuff. And I hate to use the term good stuff because I really did enjoy the whole book. Just felt like it was a little long. And uh, the, the last part, sort of the finale of the book, uh, did speed up a whole lot, almost too much, but it did offer some good twists and turns that I wish had been introduced sooner in the, in the, in the novel. So we meet a young girl named Catherine who has divorced parents. Catherine's mother and her grandmother have an estranged relationship which unfolds within the novel and across time. The story slowly reveals that her grandmother was part of a society of historians from the future and they all went back in time using specialized devices to record and watch history. Of course, they were not allowed to make changes. So what do you think is going to happen? Is somebody going to make a change? I don't know. I don't want to ruin it. Okay, spoilers. Spoilers. Um, but, you know, how the time travel came about is fairly interesting. And it was a semi, you know, it was a, it was a pretty neat concept for the book. Okay, so once we're into the novel, you realize that not everything is as it should be or as it seems to be or even as it's remembered by Catherine, the main character. Uh, Catherine's mother brings her into the fold of time travel and starts to train her on how to use the special device. She uh, picks it up quite easily. Her talents for time travel are obviously there. And uh, that's explained later in the story. And we also start to see how there are paradoxes or time slips throughout the story that have rewritten human history over the past several hundred years. So using the device, Catherine has to go back in time in order to help straighten out the mistakes that have been made in the timeline. And like I said, they're not, they're not really mistakes as much as planned changes by the protagonists of the story. So um, this, this is a book that I really did enjoy. And I had a friend who shall remain nameless, even though her name is Nikki, that reached out and said that she felt that, that the book really needed a stronger editor. And I'm not sure if that colored my view of the book, uh, but it did feel like the book dragged on and could have used a bit of tightening. So I think, Nikki, you're probably right. Um, that being said, I still really love the book and feel like it's a great addition to the time travel literature. Um, Mrs. Walker, the author, she does go down a few avenues that I never thought about. Uh, that presents a fairly plausible way of looking at time travel, as well as a lot of the ramifications of meeting people that may not exist later. Like if your parents are dancing at the Under the Sea dance, and, and you have they to play don't punch Johnny Biff, B. Good. and Biff doesn't get punched. Uh, anyway, the uh, we could go on about this forever. The, uh, the, the heroine, Catherine, she's fairly strong, which I really enjoyed. And we also see great family bonds. And... What I loved about the book and what I wanted to see more of was a glimpse of the World's Fair of 1893. 
Risa Walker really captures, I think, and she paints a very vivid image of what it was like to visit the World's Fair in Chicago. It, it really feels like, you know, she, she captured the sights, the sounds, the smells of the area, as well as the social norms. Like, you know, men and women would have been on different parts of, like, the Ferris wheel. They would have ridden in different cars during certain times. And as well as, you know, what was going on politically in the day. And, you know, there there might have been a serial killer involved, but we'll talk I mean, about that another time. Yeah, I figured as much. Well, I mean, uh, I'm not the serial killer, but I... <laughs> forget forget I said anything, guys. Forget you heard it. it first here on Communicore Weekly. Um, the Communicore Killer. You know, I never mind. Take it back. <laughs> I... I I immediately regretted saying that as soon as it came out of my mouth. I am so sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, um, I'm sorry. Um, so the the book is awesome in the fact that, you know, it, it brought time travel, the World's Fair together. It was a little bit longer. I wish it had been a little bit shorter, a little bit tighter in some of the story. I'm still glad I read it, though, and I would recommend it. If you do like time travel, um, you're interested in how, the, you know, the... I, I did air quotes. The supposed mechanics of time travel could work. I think you're going to like this book. I think you'll enjoy it. It's not for everybody, especially unless you really like time travel. Uh, this week's book is Time Bound by Risa Walker. You don't know what you know till we know you. You, you just don't know. Here's one little fact we bet you didn't. One little fact we bet you didn't know. So if you're looking for a special way to celebrate an anniversary, a birthday, a special date, or a just-because occasion, why not take advantage of the Buena Vista Club's Moonlight for Two? That's spelled T-U-E. This special package is offered to guests every Tuesday, again spelled T-U-E, night, and features dinner and a moonlight cruise for two, spelled T-W-O. So the evening includes a pre-dinner cocktail, a dinner, choice from five entrees including Chateaubriand and roast rack of lamb, pastry, dessert, gratuities, plus a moonlight cruise on the lagoon with the house drink, Cafe Buena Vista. So how much do you think this package would cost you back in 1976? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you're going to answer. The total price for the evening is $30 per couple. Now we know two. Sometimes it's a one, sometimes it's a two. When you gotta go, what you gonna do? It's a bathroom break. A bathroom break. This week's bathroom break comes in from Cadet Del ZB, and I apologize for saying your name wrong like I said I was going to. But apparently, she has managed to find one of the last remaining manual flush toilets in all of Walt Disney World. You know, we're not including the ones in the resort rooms. We're talking about okay. in the actual theme parks. But okay. we're pretty sure this is the last one, if not one of the last ones. Um, it's actually located in the Wonders of Life Pavilion in Epcot, and you can only see it when the pavilion is open or if you're Leonard Kinsey. Um... <laughs> We're not even sure if it's in the men's room, if it's like this, but it's definitely in the women's room. So if you have it, you know, w with all these fancy motion detected uh, uh, flushing toilets, just head over to the old Wonders of Life Pavilion and flush on your own terms. Don't, don't let a, a mechanical bathroom let you know when you want to flush. You flush on your own terms, you hit that handle, and that's it. Bathroom break. Boom. Should, but the, should that be our new call sign or signature line? What? Communicore Weekly. 
flushing on our own terms. No, flushing on our own terms. Flushing on our own terms. I kind of like that. Since 2011. I'm going to put it on a t-shirt. 2012. We'll just make up a year. It's going to say bathroom break on the front and flushing on our own terms on the back. We'll do that. Done. Sometimes you might see it. Sometimes you don't. Hey, look, what's that? It's a five-legged goat. Now, we all remember the unfortunate disaster that was the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. I mean, yes, they eventually did the right thing, and they changed it back to its mostly original form, but under new management left a really bad taste in our collective mouths. And in order to wash that taste down, you should probably head over to Trader Sam's Gra Grotto, which... This is where this week's Five-Legged Goat is located. Now, on the wall directly to your left when you walk in, you'll see Aoa, the Polynesian uh, goddess of disaster, who was once the centerpiece of the Under New Management show. Now, while the show was terrible, she was like a cool audio animatronic, so the Imagineers obviously wanted to repurpose her for the bar. So when you order the drink named after her at, the, at Sam's, she'll come to life kind of, and glow as the bartenders chant her name. And I guess they were kind of thanking her for setting fire to the under new management attraction in 2011, forcing it to close, and making the original version come back. Thank you, Uh-Oa. <laughs> I wondered if they were going to do an Iago drink. And just pour it down the drain after they make it? Yeah, because it would be so irritating and annoying, and it would just burn, and yeah. nobody would like it. That's a fair point. And if some of you are listening carefully, you may have been hearing birds in the background. <laughs> Because apparently I'm broadcasting tonight live from the Enchanted Eager Room. Or some birds have decided to make a nest right outside my window here at work. Yeah, that's going to make telephone calls interesting. Yes, yes, it does, as a matter mm -hmm. of fact. You're like, what? I hear no birds. I hear nothing. I hear nothing. Just your incessant yammering on... Well, <laughs> you would never say that, would you? Well, depends on who I'm talking to. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, um... Let's talk about this week's prize winner. Then. Yes, yes. Uh, this week's prize winner for the year of a million or so limited time cadets, which, again, you can still enter by sending yes. us an email at communocoreweekly at gmail.com by giving us your name, your uh, birthday month, and your mailing address. So if you win, we can mail it to you. But this week's winner will get a Disneyland prize pack courtesy of Fairy Godmother Travel. Yeah. And this week's prize is... It, well, I just said what this week's prize is. I am so confused right <laughs> this now, This week's guys. prize winner. Oh, this week's prize winner is... Thank you, George. It's like I need a teleprompter. <laughs> this week's prize winner is Jonathan R. from Kingsport, Tennessee. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was expecting some cheers or something. I oh. forget. We don't <gasps> have the budget for <laughs> digital cheering. We don't have the budget, and <laughs> Jeff is lazy. <laughs> I was going to say that. No, but I said it, oh, no. so that makes it okay. Okay, that's fine, that's fine. As long as you don't tweet that or anything else. I brought it up, guys. It's show. okay if I bring it up. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, before we get more off-railed again, uh, we'd like to thank you guys so much for watching and listening to another episode of Communicore Weekly. We know it's a chore sometimes, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> However you absorb the show, whether it's iTunes or YouTube or something, leave us a comment, uh, leave us a rating, let us know what you think about it. Yes, and email us not only to enter the Year of a Million or So Limited Time Cadets, but email us at communicoreweekly at gmail.com and, you know, hey, just say, just say hey. 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 Uh, also, like us on facebook.com slash communicoreweekly. 
and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Imagineerding, and he's at Jeff Heimbuck. And of course, give us a call on the Communicore Weekly Goat Line at 424-785-4628. Yeah, and visit CommunicoreWeekly.com, our one of our online homes, and visit the Communa Store where you can buy awesome T-shirts. Hopefully, we'll have the new Communicore Weekly Bathroom Break shirt up soon. And hopefully before this episode goes up, (laughs) I'll put it there. There's no pressure here whatsoever. You can also get Communicore Weekly, the musical. Yes. You can also send a self-addressed stamped envelope to Communicore Weekly, P.O. Box 432, Orange, California, 92856. And I will gladly send you back your official cadet membership card and Communicore Weekly sticker. Awesome. And visit patreon.com slash Communicore Weekly. And you can support us in more ways than just love. But that's though, all we'll say. Though right we now. like love. Yes, we do like love. love that's is great. Fine. It's fine. The love is great. Love is all you need. A great. And uh, love is all around us. And anyway, we oh forever. well. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> for Jeff Heimbuck, I'm George Taylor. And I'm. Wait, confused. That's what I am. And for it's George Taylor, yeah. <laughs> I'm Jeff Heimbuck, who clearly still can't get the outro correct. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) We'll see you next time on Communicore Weekly, if I remember how to do it, the greatest online show. Corey, sup?